Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I hope you had a great Easter. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be back with you today. We've got a great show in store for you. But before we get to that, I have some super exciting news that I get to tell you, all my friends who listen to That Sounds Fun before anyone else. That's right. I haven't even, I'm not even telling Instagram today. I'm literally only telling y'all. Y'all are the first to hear that the That Sounds Fun podcast is going on tour this summer, you guys. We are going on tour. We're going on the road to 12 cities between June 10th and June 27th. And we would love for you to join us. These nights are going to be so fun. There's going to be special guests and friends, a live podcast interview in every city, giveaways, confetti, comedy, and so much more. Our team has worked really hard to ensure that these nights will be fun and safe for everyone to attend. So we'll be following the COVID guidelines in each city at the time of the event. There are more details coming this week, so be sure to tune in to Thursday's episode because I might have a special surprise for you that just may involve you getting to purchase tickets to the That Sounds Fun podcast tour before anybody else. It's the podcast tour. You're my podcast people. That is how it has to work. So we are coming on tour in June, and we can't wait to give you all the information this week. Before we dive into today's show, let me take a quick moment to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors, BetterHelp. Y'all know how I feel about counseling. I just believe it really matters for us to prioritize our mental and emotional health. If there are things going on that are causing you to feel out of control or that are interfering with your health and happiness, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can then connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. I love that you can send your therapist a message anytime and that you get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can start communicating within 24 hours. You can schedule weekly phone or video sessions. It really matters to the team at BetterHelp that they facilitate great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. I love that. You can also check out the testimonials posted daily on their site to help you get a feel for how it all works and how it's helping people. BetterHelp offers services for clients all over the world, and they have therapists that specialize in so many different disciplines, which means that the right help is available for what you're dealing with. There are licensed professional counselors who specialize in things like depression and stress and grief, self-esteem, anxiety, family troubles, and more. It's not self-help and it's not a crisis hotline. BetterHelp offers convenient, professional, affordable counseling, and anything you share is confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As one of our friends, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the podcast is my friend, Mike Goodwin. He's a comedian from South Carolina. You've probably seen him online. He is Bowtie Comedy or on any of the places he's been on TV, on Lifetime, on BET, on TBN, USA. I mean, he is everywhere, you guys. And you can watch his special on Dry Bar Comedy. But the real best reason that he's on the podcast today, you guys, is he is going to be on tour with us in June in all 12 cities. You're going to get to experience and die laughing at Mike Goodwin's comedy. So I wanted you to meet him first. So here is my conversation with my touring friend and amazing comedian, Mike Goodwin. Mike 
Goodwin. Welcome to That Sounds Fun podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, the reason we're, well, there's a lot of reasons we're doing this. One, you're hilarious. But two, we're about to go on the road together. We're about to go on tour. Does the world, is the world ready? I can't, I can't know. I, the world's ready for a New York Times bestseller and <laughs> author. I know they're ready for that. Well. And I know I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm so ready. Oh, I think we we are going to have more fun. That That's my goal. Um, now, listen, I've heard stories about you and bus travel. So go ahead and just good warn me, warn me about your bus life. How do you feel about bus food? How do you feel about sleep? Like, what is your bus life? I'm all about the bus life, right? Because it's for a segmented time. So it's like going back. <laughs> it's like going back to your college for homecoming. Like this is. Th- there's a particular way you conduct yourself in bus life. You don't go in and hide and isolate yourself. You're part of the group. Yeah. So you do group things. You stay up as long as you your eyes can hold you up. Like you know, you kind of hang out. I, I'm I'm like the social guy. I like to make sure everybody's having a good time. I like to kind of throw some old school music in there because normally I'm one of the older people on the bus, so I try to educate a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, I don't know if that's going to be true with us, buddy. How old are you? I'm 40. <laughs> I'm 45. Oh, okay. Well, then, yes, you are our senior member of this particular <laughs> That Sounds Fun tour. That's great. See, here's the best part about you and I being grown-ups on the road is we will not be staying up till 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no, no. When I say late, I'm thinking... 1130. <laughs> okay, good. Me too. Maybe midnight. <laughs> On those wild nights, we're going to stay up yeah, till midnight. I'm really losing my hair down. We're talking about 1155. That's, so I'm sorry. I, I didn't clarify that. We're never going to see tomorrow on the bus at night. We're going to see tomorrow when we wake up. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, how do you, when you are out on the road, because a lot of our friends listening don't travel for their jobs like we do, but everybody knows how they vacation eat. How do you tour eat? Oh, that's a great question, Annie. Um, My dad loves when people say that, by the way, Mike. My dad loves when people say, (laughs) what a great question. That's a great question. Because I try to pace myself, right? Okay. I try to get a hearty breakfast. And when I say hearty, see, I'm saying words, but people are thinking like buffet, and I'm thinking like eggs and uh-huh. some water. So that's that's a hearty a bowl, two bowl eggs, and uh, <laughs> some water is a, is a hearty breakfast for me. So I pace myself. The problem I have with bus food is the bad food shows up on the bus, Listen. and I have my temptation. I, I I'm weak in my flesh. I mean. <laughs> Bad food. I mean, I wish, I wish people would not hide uh, one of those big bags of peanut M and M's in the top shelf. Because do you think I can walk by that? No. Right, and it's like, don't look inside of the drawers on the bus because you're gonna <laughs> find something that you shouldn't be eating. That's exactly right. I mean, my every so what friends should know is every night on the bus after the show's done, we get on the bus and they have some sort of meal for us because everybody's tired. Some people didn't get dinner, and so right. there is a meal. I mean, my one tour I was on, it was like pizza, wings. I was like, I can't live like this. I cannot live like this for three. I, I mean, myself. you and I are we're having like we're doing a twelve city tour. We're going to be a lot right. of nights bus eating, and right. I can't Friday right. night pizza. I'm into it. 
Thursday, oh, Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday night pizza. Can't can't do. Can't do. I think I, we, we got the same plan. Okay, great, great. What is your favorite thing? I mean, you travel for comedy full time again. Thank God that yes. the world is opening yes. up in a way we can do this. What is your favorite thing about being in front of live audiences? I, I think the best thing is meeting new people. Just and and especially when folks tell me they've never heard of me. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's like finding a new band or yeah. uh, a new author that you didn't know about. It's like, man, I love this person. Uh-huh. Why haven't I heard of you? So yeah. that that's probably one of my favorite things. When someone meets me for the first time. It's very started from the bottom, now we're here. When they right. <laughs> versus coming in going like I am ready to hear this and see this because I already love this person. There's pressure. Right, because they're like, they're there for you and the podcast. And then they're like, who's this treat? This is a great comedic treat that we, and he brought us a chocolate comedic treat. And we are so excited. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's, you know, I need you to know my big goal is that your merch sells out every night. Oh, that's awesome. That's my, my wife goal. would my wife is giving you a standing ovation. She's listening <laughs> right now. <laughs> and the children. Hey, and we're coming pretty close to y'all. Where where you where you live? We're coming to Charlotte. Oh yeah, they'll be there. Yeah. Okay, good. I want them to. Well, you gotta talk there. about how you got into doing comedy because your backstory, like, I mean, you're a you're a veteran. You like have yeah. served our country, which for starters, thank you for serving our country. Oh, oh I'm oh, very you, personally you. grateful that we have men and women like you who will give up parts of their life and years of their life to serve us and to keep us safe. How did you go from that to this? Right. So that's another great question that your father's. So we got two. We're going to keep yeah. count of all the great <laughs> <laughs> So, Annie, I'm from a small town, Camden, South Carolina, yes. originally. And I'm the oldest of three. And there wasn't a college fund, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to go out here and make a way for myself in the world. So I joined the Army. You know, I, I was in ROTC as a high school student. And I have love for, you know, my country and I want to serve. And so I joined the Army for four years, active duty. I went to Korea for my first year. And then I oh, spent wow. the remainder of my time in your home state of uh, Hinesville, Georgia. Oh, I know. Fort Stewart, I was about to say. Down in Fort Stewart. And then from there, so I was just always a funny guy, but I wasn't the class clown. I was more of the throw the rock, hide the hand kind of guy, right? So I was giving the class clown some ideas. Like, hey, man, you know, it'd be great. (laughs) You know what you haven't thought of? (laughs) Yeah, if you did this, people would love it. So I I was the puppeteer. Uh Uh-huh, right. The guy behind the scenes, right? And so, but I had to grow up and that the military was a great, it was a great move in terms of it allowed me to mature, see mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. and then also uh, get money for, to go to college. So I went to college at Lander University in Greenwood, South Carolina, a small okay. town. And then I to did study four what? years. Political science, right? So I had aspirations of possibly being a judge or being a public defender. You know, I was going to oh, go into yeah. law. And I, I once I got to college, I just loved the college experience. I just was, I was in everything, Annie. I was a tour guide. I was an orientation leader. I was a resident assistant. I like, yeah. I did almost every role that a student could do on uh-huh. campus. And I, I one day thought, like, how could I do this for a living? Because there were administrators at the school 
And I, so I went and I said, hey, man, how, what did y'all do to get this job? I think uh-huh. this is kind of my path. This is what I want to do. And so they told me about student affairs and they took me to a conference and I was sold. And I was like, okay, I'm going to become a dean of students mm-hmm. or maybe a university president. That was yeah. kind of my, my goal. So I went to, graduate, went to graduate school at the University of South Carolina, have a master's in higher ed administration. Are we going to be all right that I went to Georgia and you went to South Carolina? Yeah, because Georgia beats us pretty regularly, and um, I think y'all are up right now. I think pretty handily. So, but y'all, y'all show up in basketball and baseball. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But y'all care more about football, yeah, clearly. You're right. You're right. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be a good friend here, but you are right. Okay. Similar so you, to my, similar to my Clemson friends, yeah, they, you know, we can beat yeah. them in every other sport, but football yeah, yeah, is still yeah. key. Okay. Okay. So, so you have a master's degree. Okay. Yeah, so I was working in higher ed. I actually worked at the University of South Carolina, and then I took a job at a, a private school, an wow. independent school, and I was a college counselor for eight years. And that's when I started doing comedy. And I started doing comedy at my church, mm-hmm. oddly enough. I was serving in the media ministry with a full-time uh, secular comedian named Akin Tunde. Yeah. And he had given his life to Christ and, and joined our church, and we were just serving together in the, in the ministry. And I used to run ideas by him, like, hey, man, have you ever thought about this? You think this funny? Same thing and you were doing me... to the kids in school. Exactly. <laughs> and so he let me do that for about 30 days. And then one day he said, hey, man, this is some really funny stuff. He said, I tell you what, either I get on stage and do this material and I don't pay you, or you get up on stage wow. and do the material. Wow. And he pretty much bullied me onto the stage. Yeah, That's kind of what happened. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing it ever since. I, I started at a New Year's Eve service at my church. And I've been doing it ever since. What year? Uh, 2004 going into 2005. Oh, my gosh. So you're at like 15, 16 years of this being your your hustle, your, your calling. I was hustling, right, right. And I, I probably been, I've been doing it for about eight years full time. So I, I stayed at the job, right, and just worked for another eight years and yeah. owned the craft. Okay, so, my, the so 2012 is when this started being my full time job, too. Oh, wow. So that's about the same timing, right? Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. We were born to be this. <laughs> what part, I, th- I want you to tie together your whole story for me. What part of working at South Carolina and now you do comedy and being in higher ed and now you do stand up? I mean, what's the same story God's telling all the way through? So the same story that was all the way, it was similar to my salvation story, right? I always felt that I had a void. So I was achieving. I was graduating from undergraduate. I was graduating from uh, graduate school. I was working in my profession, mm-hmm. but I always felt like there was a void. There was something yeah. that was missing. And the first night I did stand up, I said, "That's it. That's wow. the missing component. That's that's the piece." Because I used to think I was an extroverted, always, "Hey guys, I'm the you know social guy." And it really was just comedy, and I had no outlet for it. Yeah. So now, off stage, I'm reserved when I need to be. You mm-hmm. know, I, I enjoy spending time by myself because when I get on stage, I have to be on. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just a part of my personality, but it was purpose that was wasn't being realized. How? So you? I think it's really interesting for our friends listening because a lot of people want to know comedy or whatever their thing is for you it's comedy comedy right. is the missing piece of my life they want to know that before they get on stage 
So, so what's your encouragement to our friends listening who are like, I feel that when, when Mike says there is a hole in my soul and something's going to fill it, how did you try other things first or did God tell you to get on stage? How did you know that, how were you brave enough to try a thing that you didn't know was going to work? I, I've, so the thing I've always done was progression. So I joined the military for four years. Mm -hmm. I went to college I went to graduate school. I was in the reserves. So I constantly was doing things. I constantly was exposing myself to opportunities. I started presenting at the at the university doing student leadership presentations. That probably kind of led me along the path of of comedy because I was a funny presenter mm-hmm. and someone invited me to do a, a presentation, but they asked me to do something that wasn't the presentation that they saw me do. So I did this. Wow student leadership presentation about how to transition from undergraduate to the corporate world. Yeah. These students saw me. It was great. They they loved it. They went and they told the dean of students about me. And he was like, hey, can you come do our Black History Month program? And I was like, uh, what? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can come and do it. Right. And it was terrible. I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> but it wasn't the presentation that I created. It was just... So that, that happens with comedy a lot of times. People are like, oh, you're a comedian, so you want to be in this play? And I'm like, no, I don't want to be in your play. I want to do comedy. <laughs> I don't want to do plays. I mean, were you ever... So I would, I, would encourage our, I would encourage our friends to keep working, like keep yeah. trying things. You know, a lot of times, I, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know I could fail. I just was excited for the opportunity. Yeah. I was always looking for the opportunity and I didn't understand the impact of it, but I knew, I knew pretty quickly when I hit that stage. I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to be doing this for a long time." Have you had shows that didn't go well? All the time, Annie. That's part of comedy. Yeah. I, matter of fact, the first my first show at the New Year's Eve service was like a movie type situation, standing ovation. It was at my church. Uh-huh. Everyone loved me, and then I bombed for the next two years because I was. Wow. I was learning the craft. Like yes. I just wasn't, I wasn't good. So now I have bad moments. I don't have bad shows. There might be yeah. like a two minute stretch. That's yeah. like, oh, we could have did that a little better. But. I mean, that I have been to Zany's, uh, the comedy club here in Nashville a couple of times lately to see some friends. Right. And, and it is always interesting when a joke doesn't land like they think it will. They go, oh, I'm going to work on that one. And next month it'll be better. Right. Versus me, if I ever bombed on that stage, I'd be like, it's been really great being here this one time. I will never be back. You will never Thank see me do this much. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you go through the bombing. Like, the mm. bombing makes you better. It's, it's adversity. It's yeah. struggle. It's challenge. I mean, I think people need to hear that because what they see from us is they're going to come to one of our 12 shows and they're going to see us not bomb. But that's right. because we've both been doing already this. before that. Yes, right. Yes, we've been doing this. <laughs> or, or they look at our Instagram and they think, "Oh, Annie's never nervous to interview a podcast," and I'm laying awake in the middle of the night, afraid of Jennifer Garner. You know, right? And, exactly. And it, but it's it, not afraid of Jennifer Garner. I don't think she's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, she has a special set of skills that yeah. I don't know about. I mean, she was. <laughs> did you ever watch Alias? I didn't. Well, listen, we're at least hitting three or four episodes in June <laughs> when we're on the bus because it's, a, but yes, Jennifer Garner has some skills as a. Is it on, what's it, what's the platform that it's on? Uh, ooh, Netflix, maybe. Buddy, I okay, watched it, it when it was on television. Like it was, oh. uh, it was 
Yes. I checked out the DVDs from the library about oh, five wow. years ago. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You're my type of you're my type of girl, Annie. That's what we're talking That's right. about. That's right. I remember right. checking out DVDs that were scratched yes. uh, from the library. Oh, I remember the day I realized DV- the library had DVDs, and I was like, are you telling me oh my that this goodness. is a free blockbuster? <laughs> and you could get like 10 of them. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you could, it wasn't yeah. like get two. Yeah, that's right. They're like, yeah, take as many as you want as long as you bring them back in a few days. I was like, Blockbuster used to make me pay for this. <laughs> and you're letting me have this? Great news. For two weeks at a yeah. pop. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I don't bring it back. It cost me $4. Okay. 12 Fine. cents? Yeah. <laughs> My, my exactly fee was right. like 45 exactly cents right. one time in the library. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so all that to say, I think it's just great for people to know that that they're trying to start something new. They are started. They were baking bread in 2020, and now they're going to sell it. Well, sometimes it's not going to be good. That's okay. Exactly. That doesn't exactly. mean you quit. And that's keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving. That's the, and the thing that separates me from a lot of my peers is I never stopped doing comedy. There's yeah. a lot of guys that started, guys and girls that started with me. They no longer do it. Or they took these three-year breaks. They took these time off. I never stopped doing it. Yeah. Hey, friends. Just taking a short break from this conversation with Mike to give a shout-out to our amazing partners, Ritual. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we consume every day. That's one of the many reasons I love my Ritual multivitamins. We try not to should each other around here, but I'm willing to should my vitamins. A vitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in our diets. But they shouldn't have unnecessary extras, right? Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 and just two daily pills. I've been taking Ritual Vitamins daily for about a year, and I love knowing what nutrients I'm getting and where they're coming from. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages, and they're now available for women, men, and teens. They deliver to your door every month, and shipping is always free. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So get key nutrients without any of the stuff you don't need. Ritual is offering my friends 10% off your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun to start your ritual today. And now back to our conversation with Mike. What did you do during the pandemic? So I was so grateful for the break and I didn't know I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. I was really 19. I was on fire. I probably did about 90 plus live events. (gasps) Oh my gosh. So for everybody to remember, the math of that is there's 52 weeks in a year. So that's more than one a week traveling somewhere and speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I, I I stumbled into 2020. As a matter of fact, yeah. I did the last thing. We did the K-Love cruise. I, my yeah. family went on the K-Love cruise 2020. It was, matter of fact, it was the same weekend as Super Bowl. So that was like the last wow. big thing. Okay, before, can we talk like about cruises later. for just a second before we talk about 2020? <laughs> I mean, you can't, if you're laying by the pool, you're next to somebody who is just in your show, right? Just at the show. Yeah. Right. Well, Yeah. <laughs> That's complicated to me. In line at getting you, you're trying to find. <laughs> They're like another... Mike, 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 Mike. Before you get that shrimp, <laughs> that thing you said last night, <laughs> is that it? 
Exactly. I, yeah. I'm, I'm exactly. terrified of I'm terrified of it. <laughs> that's why we're doing tours. We're coming in. We're going to see them all. You got to move quickly. That's Anna, right. You we're not going to make them get on a boat. We're not going to make them live with us for a week. And one good. night with us is all anybody needs. One evening. That's all they need. That's enough one for One and done. Yeah, like NBA good. kids. Yeah. Kids <laughs> going to the NBA. That's right. Okay. So you get home from the K-Love cruise, which we love K-Love. We love cruising. We support it all, et cetera. All the things we need to say right there. Right. You get home from the cruise. And everything stops. Well, I had about two or three more shows because things were kind of, you know, we heard talk of it. Yeah, yeah. And my last show was on March the 13th. I did a pastor. A pastor was retiring, so they were having a function for him in Atlanta. Oh, wow. I did that on the 13th. That was a Friday night. I flew out of Atlanta back to Columbia. I had a show that morning, Saturday mm-hmm. morning. That mm-hmm. was canceled. Had a show in Dublin, Georgia that Sunday. Canceled. Oh. Had a show in Atlanta that following Thursday canceled, Lafayette, Louisiana, Friday canceled, and I had a whole week of Canada that got wiped out with like two phone calls and an email. Yep. And so I was like, I guess I'm going to be home for a little while. (laughs) And how old are your kids? So I have a 14-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. Okay. And so I just was, I really secretly was like, man, I needed this break. Mm. This was a good opportunity for me to take a breath. And slow down. And so it took me a, a, a probably like a month and a half to get my bearings together. Or yeah. just Because I just, I, I vegged out. I, yeah. I legitimately said, hey, man, we had a, a nice run. Let's, and, and, and this is one thing I love to do. My wife would attest. I'm a money hoarder. So mm. I don't like to spend money. I like to save money. Like, yeah. so I'm always, I had been saving. So when it happened... I really didn't have a like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I was like, oh, I guess that's what I was saying. Now, I didn't know the, the virus was coming. But yeah. Did y'all get sick? A, Did y'all ever get COVID? No one. No one at, yeah. at my home. Now, we did. My 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 wife and, and I lost a very dear friend to us, mm-hmm. like a very dear friend about, it's been about four weeks ago. So, oh my gosh, Mike. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But outside of that, you know, we've had some family members and but we didn't, our, our household didn't get sick. Yeah. During the lockdown, I'm just really sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, about thank that. you. Thank you. That's what, that it was not very supposed unexpected. to be like this. This yeah, is not very how unexpected. God meant for it to be. So. Exactly. I'm sorry. When you're at home for a year, are you writing new jokes? Are we hearing some new stuff out on the tour? Oh, you will. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, indeed. Because okay. there's a lot of... Uh, I think what what was interesting to me was looking at kind of like the impact of how the virus, like there's no more birthday cake, you know, blowing out. You're not blowing out birthday cake. (laughs) But what were we doing in the first place? (laughs) What what was happening? (laughs) You would just breathe (laughs) over cakes and then just hand them out to people. (laughs) I had never thought about it until we quit. I was like, well, you know what? Y'all, we're right. We're right to quit this. We probably should have been doing this. Yes. The guy in the airport that just hands you the paper towel. He's not there anymore. He's gone. Like the paper towel mint guy. I don't know what the ladies have in their room, but we had a paper towel mint guy. That guy's no longer there. No, no. Everybody who serves us food is wearing a mask. Great. Why haven't we been doing that? Why was that not the case? Buffets are... Right. And other people serving me in a buffet is how it always should have been. (laughs) 
So, so I'm always looking at stuff like that. Oh man, that's yeah. I, I can't wait. I, that's one of my favorite <laughs> things is I can't wait to hear what you what you do every night. I can't wait to hear what is the same and what is different. You know what right, what little right. pieces switch up. Right. That's right. one of the best parts about doing a tour <laughs> with people is seeing is seeing what nights are. Are their are their favorite, and what nights they have people that are in the crowd? And I, yeah, I'm really stoked. I'm so excited because this is like my first podcast tour. Like, so I've done tours, yeah, but I've not done a podcast. Tour. Uh, big announcement! It's my first podcast tour too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's live up to that amateur title that we're proud to give people. We we do not know what we're doing. No, we do know what we're doing. I mean, I think what's going to be so fun, Mike, is every night people are going to get you and me, and then they're also going to get a live podcast interview. Right. I know. So we're going to get to meet new people. I mean, you're going to get to meet new a new guest every single night in every city. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I'm stoked about that. I think that is going to be so fun and to get to do this. it's live entertainment. Like, right. people are so ready to be out. Yeah. I think so too. I, I I think that's that's one of the reasons you coming out with us, which I, I don't know if I've said this publicly. I know I've said it to you. I am so thankful that you're willing to go with us and that you made this your June 2021 plan. Uh, you were our you were our first ask. You are exactly oh. who I wanted to go. So I'm just so thankful that you're willing to do that. Well, thank you for the opportunity and the invitation. I mean, are you ready to be just around hundreds of white girls in every city? Oh. <laughs> I am so comfortable. I, I work out at Orange Theory. That is okay. a lot. Uh, you do. Of... You do. <laughs> so you're used to it. I mean, we're going to have guys. We're going to have a diverse crowd. I think a lot of our friends will come. But I also recognize what I'm signing you up for. And Orange Theory is the white girls and Mike. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much the 830 class. The 845 class is white girls and Mike. Okay, so this is your, you're ready for us. You're ready, ready to be prepped. around us. Okay, this is the part of the show where I want to ask you, what questions do you have for me about us touring together? Yeah, that's a n- number three. I mean, great Tom question. Downs is going to be so happy. <laughs> that's a great question. The question I have for you, Annie, is how did you figure out which cities to go to? Oh, that's a great question. Um, okay, so here's how we decided on the cities. For starters, when bus life happens, as you know, you got to be able to get from city one to city two to city three to city four. So each weekend is around how a bus can get from Nashville to that city. Our hope is in the very near future, we'll get to do some other cities that aren't quite as bus friendly for coming out of Nashville. But as it is our first podcast tour, it's my first headlining tour. We thought, okay, let's go around to some of the places that a bus can get to from Nashville that that we know we already have friends in. And so we really just kind of asked, like, we did a survey a few months ago on the podcast and people told us where they lived. And so we're coming to where they are. And, and we picked cities where I had guests that we knew we wanted them to be who joined you and me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so, and I mean, because we're still finishing out, hopefully, the pandemic, there are cities that are more open than others and venues and churches that are more uh, capable to do COVID-safe environments. And right, so right. That, that helped us decide where to go as well. Right. 
another question I have okay. about tour life is oh what are your non-negotiables on the bus? Oh, on the bus. Well, everybody knows the big non-negotiable <laughs> is how you use that bathroom. <laughs> so, which, yeah, that's yeah, that's standard. That's universal. Yeah, yeah, that's universal. Except, did you know this is disgusting? Did you know there are buses? <laughs> well, here's what we need to tell everybody. The reason on the bus, it is liquids only on the bus because liquid. Only. Yeah, 24 like, hours. Yeah, 24 hours because the <laughs> bus does not, it doesn't actually flush. It goes into a tank and then we, the driver drains the tank at appropriate places. Right. Not just like as we're driving. It's not just like <laughs> leaking out onto the highway. Can you imagine? <laughs> Blech. I heard an interview with, I, wanted, I want you to give me some thoughts on this. I heard an interview <laughs> with Brad Paisley where his bus has a, get ready, a grinder in the toilet. So they can do whatever they want to do. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the grind. Um, <laughs> I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. Uh, you need to grind other places. This yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Uh, you need to do. Not for the bus. No, no, no. I, nothing that needs to be ground up do I want on our bus at all in the bathroom. Do that when we get to the church. That's why the church unlocks the doors at 6 a.m. for us. So that we can all spread out and use whatever bathrooms we need to use in the church. Am I right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Absolutely. so my other non-negotiable that I, this is kind of our saying around touring that I want to share with you and would love to hear your feedback. Living in Nashville, I see a lot of people tour and I see a lot of people come home from tours. And they, everybody comes home tired and some people come home more unhealthy than they wish they had. Oh, Not just physically, right. but right. emotionally and mentally. And so something I say to our tour manager, and I said to you in our first text message, and I say a lot is, I want to do whatever it takes for the 12 of us on the bus, that when we get home after this three-week run, we will be tired, but I want us to be healthier than when we started. That's awesome. And so what does that look like for you? What, what are your rhythms on the road to stay healthy? I think one of the biggest things that... Uh, Orange Theory plays a big factor. Oh, yeah. Do you try to go lot, on the road? I do. I do oh, because wow. that's one of the reasons I joined because you they, they're everywhere. So I typically can squeeze a workout in ah. um, during, those, during those morning times, like yeah. before we have the first call type things. Yeah. I think the other thing is quiet time, right? Like t- spending time apart from everyone, you know, before, like when you first get up in the morning. And it all depends on like the space that we go to the church and and, and how open they are. Mm-hmm. So I'll find a corner, meditate, pray, uh, read, you know, spend some time just gathering, uh, gathering time. And I need time to like break away from everybody to talk to the family. Like, yeah. just like, hey, guys, this is what we had going on today. Um, always checking in with the family. I think that's one of the ones that that keeps me keeps me pretty uh, on my feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is just to have my stuff and know where my space is. Like yeah. sometimes there's too many people or people moving in. Like some people stay and like some people go depending on the city. I'm like, whose bunk am I? Am I in the top one? Right. <laughs> am I in the second? Yeah, what like, is where your preferred bunk? Where do you like to sleep? I prefer to be either in the middle or the top. <gasps> middle or top? What's the problem with the bottom four? The bottom, there's a lot of shenanigans that go on. Like at the bottom, like, <laughs> like, like, 
Like you hear everybody walk by. Yeah, you hear them walk the by. Bottle. That's the level of shenanigans you mean, just for everybody <laughs> yes, listening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it depends on the tours you're on. I've been true. on some <laughs> Let me give you a full heads up on on the That Sounds Fun tour. That's as shenanigany as we get on that bottom that's bunk. As, that's as bad as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. You hear people walk by, everybody's shoes are right outside your everybody's slippers are right just outside your bed. There, right. Yeah. And for some reason, they're all the exact same size, and the bottom ones feel like a <laughs> coffin to me. Right. Why is that? And you gotta like you gotta like maneuver yourself in there. Like the the bottom, you pretty much like lay on the ground to and climb roll. into the bed. Yeah. yeah like I don't well, like the top that. one. You got a spider monkey up the other one. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm pretty agile. Okay. So I, I, I can... <laughs> that's actually why we brought you on tour. I needed someone agile in For case you get situations. Yeah, I just needed someone that could step in. And scale a wall, all the things. I'm your guy. Yeah. I'm your guy. That's it. Comedy, of course. Really, we need you for your agility. (laughs) That was really our goal. (laughs) I'm a middle bunk person, too. I'm like, let me just be, it's hip height. Let me just roll in and roll out. Feet hit the ground. Right. And, you know, that's impressive, too, Annie, because you don't have, like, a section off part. Like, (laughs) you're going to be with the commoners. (laughs) Star, you think I'm going to roll in a star coach where I get the back back lounge? Hey, I, I don't know. This is your first tour. Like, right. hey, you might have. Like, That's a the problem. This is the, the first one. Two tours in when we're still rolling, you and me, Mike, we're going to have a different conversation. I'm going to be like, remember when you made that joke before our first tour? Whoopsie. I have a star coach. Look, you got to knock on Andy's door now to. Uh... <laughs> no, the truth is, I think it's way too fun. I think it's way too fun. I mean, what what we knew noticed in my last two tours, what we found out is what the friendships on the bus play out on stage. Everybody oh, yeah. knows. Everybody yeah. knows that whether you're vibing with the people that you're touring with, and so that matters so much to right. me that that our vibe and that our our hang time and that you know that I'm. We're all sharing bunks, not sharing bunks, not shenanigans sharing, <laughs> but <laughs> we're all, we're all sleeping neighbors. That's it. Right. Yeah. Curtains are closed. Curtains one is one are per- closed. That's what? exactly right. Listen, Mike, nothing ever got me in more trouble dating than, than when I, when the guy was on tour and we were texting every night when he was in his bunk and then he got home and wouldn't call me. I was like, I'm confused. Yeah, this is very strange. Yeah, but then it was like, oh, oh, you just needed someone to talk to when you were in your bunk. Now I understand. Okay, I misunderstood. I thought I thought this was different. I thought this mattered. It doesn't? Okay. I thought this was reciprocal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much. <laughs> Not as much as I hoped, Mike. Um, we'll get into that a lot on the bus. We yeah, can, yeah. Can, I, can... I'm telling you, I'm, the, I'm 21 years in August, so I have some wisdom. 21 years, yes. 21 See, years. See, now what's going to happen is at your merch table, all the single girls and guys are going to come up and be like, teach us a ways, Mike. Teach us your ways. Yeah, that's right. You need to sell something at your merch table. It's like 21 tips, 21 dating tips from 21 years of marriage. Will you tell me about your daughter's company, by the way? Will you talk a little Um, bit about Gabby's bows? Because are you going to bring some of those with you? I wasn't planning on it, but if you need me to. (laughs) I just think it's, you totally don't have to. Uh, I just think it's a fascinating little story about her company. Yeah, so what happened, uh, my wife was doing hair, much like, you know, many mothers, and my daughter would go to school and lose half of her barrettes. Uh-huh. This would happen every day. And so my wife got frustrated one day. She got on Twitter, just a rant. Uh-huh. She had bought some barrettes. They didn't work. Half of them couldn't clasp. They were missing clasp. And she was like, you know, these cheap barrettes. And, you know, she just was like 
you know, ranting. And, and our pastor just happened to be on Twitter. Uh-huh. And he said, looks like a market you need to break into. Now, my wife was not an entrepreneur. She's not an engineer. Yeah. She's not. She's just a mom who was frustrated with Barrett's. And so she sort of blew it off. Like, uh-huh. okay, pastor, sure. But, you know, one of the things that we confess is to have witty inventions uh, to come up with, um, you know, ideas, insights, and witty inventions. So uh-huh. we thought about it and it was like, well, maybe there's something there, right? And so this has been a problem that mothers have been having for generations of, like, yeah. little girls losing barrettes. And so my daughter just happened to hear my wife talking about it one day. And she was five at the time. And she was like, Mommy, are we? when are we going to make my barrette? Like, she had just immediately jumped on that idea of yeah. like, yes, we I need to make a barrette. And so they would go in the store. She was like, mommy, are my barrettes are going to be sold in here? Uh-huh. I can't wait to see my barrettes. And so after a while, my wife was like, I guess we need to make a barrette. <laughs> and so <laughs> it became like a science project. Uh-huh. And the interesting about it, the interesting thing about it was like God's faithfulness showed up because we had no idea that we were going to start this business mm. A problem, you know, we were confronted with a problem, and it was like, okay, let's solve this problem. And I think more than anything, my wife just wanted to show my daughter anything's possible. So we're going to create this barrette, like a science project, we'll have one, and then we'll just move on with life. Mm -hmm. And just one thing led to another. We met an engineer that could design the prototype. Uh, we we met someone who could manufacture them, and then there was even a company that wanted to do a test run and say, okay, let's do a focus group on it. Yeah. But they passed on the idea, and my wife was like, well, what are we going to do with it? And the guy was like, well, you can just start a website and sell them online. Yeah. She's like, okay, we'll do that. And so, you know, seven years later, we're in like 72 Target stores. <laughs> my daughter has- On the Today has- Show? <laughs> Not today's show. I think we did. I think she did the View. Oh, was the, it view. the View. Okay. Yeah, she's done a lot of press. Um, my daughter's fourteen now, but she was seven when the company started, and she's a young CEO entrepreneur. Yeah. And it's like it's her business. Like we're supporting her, but she is all in. Like she has grown as a leader. She's grown as a speaker. She's doing keynote presentations. My gosh. She's talking about. She's pitched for. Investors, yeah, um, it's just amazing story of how to help your children navigate for their passion, mm-hmm. you know, things that they are interested in, and you know, God's faithfulness. Because seven years later, we have a viable business that my daughter will have all this experience, and she'll be able to go into a university and say, "Hey, this is what I've been doing as a young person." And I'm interested in entrepreneurship. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Well, we'll, I mean, you don't have to bring Bose, but we got a lot of mamas <laughs> who'll be coming to these shows. And, uh, yeah, so, but GabbyBose.com, they can just go. You they can just go the get them right now. They don't got to wait. You can go get them. You don't even that's have to right. wait for the tour. That's right. Right. Just go to GabbyBose.com, G A B B Y S. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she's a, okay. So a non-negotiable is I just need you to bring like three so I can just hold them. <laughs> so as I'm exactly. thinking through non-negotiables of the tour, I'm thinking that. <laughs> 
Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors, Rothy's. I love my Rothy's. I have the Camo Cat sneakers and they're just the perfect combination of comfortable and cute. Rothy's shoes have zero break-in period thanks to their seamlessly knit to shape design. And they have so many styles, colors, and prints to choose from. So they're a perfect way to add some comfort and style to your closet. Rothy's shoes are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles, so they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. Finding the perfect style is easy because Rothy's comes with free shipping and free returns on eligible items. To date, Rothy's has transformed nearly 100 million plastic bottles into beautiful shoes, handbags, and face masks. Isn't that so cool? And another bonus, they're fully machine washable, y'all. Simply toss them in the washing machine whenever they need to be freshened up, and they'll come out like new. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash sounds fun. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash sounds fun today. And now back to the show. You know what else I love doing when I'm thinking non-negotiables? I love like you love going to Orange Theory. This won't surprise anybody. You go to Orange Theory. I'm going to a local coffee shop. That's one of my favorite things. So oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I think you you make such a good point that for all of us, especially as we're going into a more a year that's more opened up, finding a way in your rhythm of every day of having physical, emotional, and spiritual growth, and and making time for that is going to make you successful in the other things that you do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm, I'm a definitely uh, a holistic approach person. Like, if my marriage is not good, how's my business going to be good? Mm. If my parenting is not good, like, it all affects. Yeah. And I'm a what you see is what you get kind of guy. You know, I, I, I like to tell my son, because I'm raising a young man, right, and I'm, I'm telling him all the time, we're one of the good guys. You know, yeah. we're superheroes. If you're going to be a superhero... Let's be one of the good guys. And my name is Goodwin. Like, right. good win. It's good to win. We're one of the good guys. Like, yeah. we're, we're someone you can trust. So that's that's kind of one of my mantras and how I try to navigate through life. Yeah. I, I don't like the phrase quiet time. I think it's like, when have I ever been quiet? Like, <laughs> like nah. But I love the idea. I mean, I would never, like, require this on people on tour. But I'm with you that I, I mean, that's something I make space for every morning. While we're wow. out, I need to ask you what your non-negotiables are. What do I need to make sure we have? Do you need like a, Oreos opened in a certain way? <laughs> do you need your sodas lined up a certain way in the fridge? Do you need water. the audience? We to, need water. water. We need water. Yes. Just as much water as I can possibly get my hands on. Okay. Is, and is listen, I don't like plastic water bottles, by the way. Oh, okay. I just, I like, I, I like a- reusable. And I yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like box water, but I mean, we're just throwing plastic in the ocean. No, <laughs> I just can't do right. it. I can't do it. <laughs> so we'll have you a lot of water, but it will probably not be in one-use plastic bottles. Right. But we'll have plenty I enjoy water. of liquid. I okay. enjoy a trail mix too. I like. Okay, I like with the M and M's or without, sir. With the M and M's, yeah, that's, for sure. That's for why sure. I get my. That's why, yeah. Without the M and M's, you eating dirt. I don't, I don't know what. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you are actually hiking if you don't have the M and M's, and we are not. I don't know what you're doing. We're riding. We're riding from city to city. You need to be wrestling a bear if you eating M and M's. Eating trail right. mix. That's right. Without M and M's. That's right. Okay, what else do you need for me to have a successful? At the end of three weeks, 
what will a successful tour feel like, feel like for you that I can help make sure happens? I think, and, and I'm, I may be being presumptuous, but I just think that you are a type of person that loves feedback, that gives feedback, yeah. that says, hey, Mike, how are you feeling? Like, just mm-hmm. really, how's it going? Are things great? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's just like, you're saying it just to say it. Like, I, I really feel like, no, you are, you're, you're invested. Like, this is, yes. hey, Mike, I feel like you invite me to your home. Like, yeah, good. And you wouldn't invite me to the home and then just be like, all right, I got to go meet some <laughs> friends downtown. Yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you tonight. <laughs> hey, uh, just lock the door when you leave. <laughs> That's exactly So right. I'm so excited because I think the other thing that, that it, this tour solidified uh, for me is like the power of relationships. Like, mm-hmm. someone that we mutually know said, hey, I think you would really like this guy. And yeah. so it's great to be connected with good people. Yeah. Well, luckily, I'd already seen you do a show, so I knew I was going to laugh. But <laughs> and, I, and, and I knew that you were, I knew you were the stand-up guy. You're the hero. You're the superhero kind of guy. You're one of the good ones. And so that you were an easy, an easy, oh. ho- I mean, really, it w- I was more hopeful than anything that you would say yes. I thought, he's oh. not going to be ready to sign up for this thing we've never done before. But. But we'll always have launched this together, Mike. That's the truth. Oh, right. And I'm, ex- I'm, t- I'm telling you, I was so excited to get the call and to get the... Because, yeah, I, you know, I did get that energy of like, hey, would you be kind of <laughs> interested? We're doing this thing. And I don't know. I was like, let's go. Let's, let's do it. Go. Listen, if I, there are people who have done live podcasts before me. So I'm not the first at that. But I love Pioneer and stuff. So right. we're doing something. We're this is the first time we're doing it. So and we're doing right, it different right. than anybody else has done it, which I think is going to be really, really fun. Uh, when you think about people showing up in all these cities, what do you hope they walk away from our show with? I think the same thing that you want us to walk away from the three weeks on the tour yeah. to be better, to be better. Like yeah. we want you to walk away lighter, more inspired. Yeah. More spiritually edified. Like, we really want you to feel like, man, there's so much joy and fun that I can attain while I'm on my journey of life, while, like, yeah. I'm on my path. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's my hope. The, the It almost makes me feel teary when you say it feels like you're inviting us to your home. Because that, that does feel like what I want to do is I want to take this feeling of home and this friendship that people have had with us through the podcast and through uh, being on the other side of Instagram with you and I, and right, and right. them feel like, well, look, now we're in the same room. We're we're all yeah. in the same room, and and there is something. I mean, you've missed this, like I've missed this. There's just something about that's literal science about energy of being in a room with people. Oh, definitely. And we're gonna we're definitely. gonna get twelve different experiences. Every C is gonna be different. And it is going to be. I'm. Um, I'm just really stoked. One of the best compliments that I receive, and I and I and I'm intentional about it. I want people to say, "Man, Mike's a great comedian. I had such a good time." But I want people to walk like, "That's a good guy, man. Yeah. Like he's an excellent person." So yeah. people are like, "Man, he's a funny comedian, but he's a far better person." Yeah. And that I, just... Honestly, that's one of the reasons I wanted us to do this. Is I want before we're sitting in the same room, before our, our room is full of our friends listening to you, I want them to go. Man, I love that guy. And then we get to laugh. Right, right. Because we're gonna laugh. Uh, like we make no mistake about it, folks. Listen. There's a comedic chocolate treat coming. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, the tour is that sounds fun. <laughs> We're not showing up to make you guys cry and come to the front and kneel down. Right. Like, we ain't trying to that. We're trying to bring some fun into your 21. That is our goal. Oh, that's it. That's, have you ever said that before? No, you get bars. About, they're going to hear it. Bars. <laughs> bars. Yeah, we're doing it. That, that, I'm writing fun that down. Fun in 21. Bringing the fun in 21. That's us. Mike, I do have one question. So we send out an email to every Friday to any of our friends who want to be on. It's called the AFD Week in Review. Right. And then they can ask me questions back for the guests they know I'm having. And so one of the questions, well, someone's asking, Carrie wants to know when we're going to get a Netflix or Amazon special from you. Oh, that's a, a interesting question. I, I tell Carrie to yep. keep her eyes open. There's okay. going to be some stuff happening. It may not be uh, the places she talked about, but, but we're going to get some stuff. Also, hey, Carrie, you can see him live if you want to. We'll give oh. you 12 chances in the month of June. <laughs> so you can come to all 12 if you want. Um, and Alec, this is a good one for me to know. This fits in the, maybe a non-negotiable category because we're both going to have nights like this. Alex says, what do you do when you're not feeling it and still have to put on a show? What drives you to keep showing up and fulfilling your calling? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. So I have uh, three people at my house that um, require food and yeah. uh, housing. Right. <laughs> Right. So, <laughs> so we got to keep going so, to work. I, 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 I have a 10-year-old, 14-year-old, and I don't know if my wife would want me to have her age out. But in she's the, a grown-up. She's, she's an adult. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a whole family. That's right. To uh, take care of. Now, Carrie, I did have a – Carrie could check me out on drybarcomedy.com. Ooh, I, I had okay. a special release. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, we'll link to that so people can get a little, a little appetizer. Yeah. Right, right. Of what they're going to get. I also think that when we wake up on the bus one morning and something goes a little sideways or we're in a bad mood or whatever, it will take about one minute on stage in front of these friends to feel all right. Right. Well, that's the same thing with this podcast, right? So the way that we started is not the way that we ended. (laughs) That's right. We had a little technical (laughs) difficulty. I kept saying this isn't an omen. It's in about the tour. (laughs) (laughs) But we finished it strong. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay, let me ask you, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we talk about before we spend three weeks on a bus together and in front of a lot of people in 12 cities? Uh, reparations. Can we talk about yeah. uh, reparations? Oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's dig straight into <laughs> racial justice, how we're going to – you and I are going to fix it. This is us changing the world. This sex is us. trafficking. Can yeah. we talk about sex trafficking, Annie? We, we need to <laughs> – yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. No, I like, listen, I like it. Um, okay. The last question we always ask because the show and the book and now the tour is called that sounds fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. You know, I was, uh, I actually watched the, the interview you did with, was it ABC? Yeah. 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 On Good morning America. Good morning America. Right. And you were talking about the nostalgic parts yeah. of, of of our lives. I have so much fun nowadays watching my children do stuff, like watching the things that bring them joy, right? So my wow. my son is a character, right? Yeah. He's like a chip off the old block. So so my wife, he, he doesn't do it when I'm home. So like when I, I leave and I go do the podcast or something, she'll post things that he's doing during the day. So like uh-huh. my son was ringing the doorbell at the house and running to the side. So every time they would answer the door, no one would be there. 
And that sounds so fun. Like, so fun. But I have to be the dad and be like, hey, son, you, you can't be ringing the door. Right. You know, running. <laughs> but that was hilarious. Like, yeah. just looking, my, my children, my, my daughter has such a great sense of humor. So it's just easy to make her laugh. So mm-hmm. just to see them, I think the time we spend together, like we do like a, a family movie night. So that's always a fun time. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, doing stand-up is such a fun thing as a, a job. I really, like my first love, and I hadn't been able to do it as much, but I really enjoy basketball. So this oh, March yeah. Madness right now, I oh, I can't get enough of it. Well, do you have a team? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm a... You know, I'm a Gamecock, so we well, don't sure. normally make the tournament, right. so we don't right. talk about that. Same, same. I've got a team. I have not seen them play in March, so. We, we, <laughs> it's been a few years. Yeah, yeah. It's been some time, <laughs> sure. But the girls, the girls, the women, the women are yeah, killing it, so I, yeah. I enjoy watching the women. Too. I mean, the thing about, let me tell you what is true about basketball in March Every single woman you know does not care about basketball, but she pretends real hard for three weeks. Do <laughs> a March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's let's fill out a bracket. Let's, let's talk do... about brackets. <laughs> yeah. It didn't, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you an insider trading secret. It isn't real. We don't it's really care. We do not really care. We're just trying to be where the boys are. So... <laughs> They are at the March Madness. And they that are. They are all at the March Madness. So we show up there too. All right, Mike, I'm so stoked that we get to tour together. I think this is going to be, I mean, this is the start of something really fun. This is not the end. Oh. I am so thankful. Thank you for coming on the show and thanks for coming on tour. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, it's going to be fun. The world, the world isn't ready, but they're going to love it. <laughs> Wait do you get a load of this. <laughs> Oh, you guys, isn't he the best? Don't you love Mike? Oh, my gosh. I am so excited to get to be on tour with him that we get to spend the whole month of June just about going from city to city. And I cannot wait to tell you what cities we are coming to. Stick around. You're going to know everything you need to know this week. Be sure you follow Mike. Again, he's Bowtie Comedy, so you can tell him thanks for being on the show. And tune in to Thursday's show so you can find out how to get tickets before anybody else. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs, TSF, like that sounds fun, on YouTube. Now, don't go blow me up on the internet talking about the tour. Remember, y'all are the only people who know. So let's just keep it between us. And so that you guys get first dibs at the tickets. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. Have a great day. We'll see you back here on Thursday with lots of tour talk and my friend John Acuff.